0: Are you interested in understanding GOP-1 medications like Ozempic, Wogovi, or Manjaro? Then join us on The Plus Sides, Cracking the Obesity Code, the groundbreaking podcast helping people change their lives one episode at a time. The Plus Sides podcast is a disruptor. We're breaking down barriers, smashing stereotypes, and sharing inspiring stories that'll leave you feeling informed and empowered. Join us every week to learn from doctors who are specialists around GLP-1 medications like Ozempic, or Manjaro. They'll provide you with science and facts to validate these incredible stories. But that's not all. We'll also bring you the voices of the GLP-1 Manjaro TikTok community, real people who face the challenges of obesity-related diseases and disorders, and discovered the incredible plus sides of GLP-1 medications. Our episodes are filled with heartwarming stories, laughter, and moments of trauma. You'll connect with our amazing community members who are reclaiming their health and experiencing their fullest lives. Are you ready to embark on a journey of discovery and empowerment? Tune in to the plus sides cracking the obesity code and together we'll change the narrative around obesity and in the stigma. Subscribe now on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform and join our incredible community. Let's celebrate the plus sides of life together. The plus sides podcast because every story deserves to be heard. Every life deserves to shine and everyone deserves access to expert knowledge and medication. The Plus Sides Podcast, you're not alone. It's time not you. for a change rooted in lasting evidence-backed wellness. Say goodbye to unsustainable diet culture with Friday's Weight Management Program. A nationwide virtual care platform built to address your biology.
1: The reason why I started Fridays is that I noticed that patients with obesity are often improperly treated and told to eat less and move more. Well, the science is in and we now know that obesity is a chronic medical condition like high blood pressure and diabetes and that there are many factors including your genetics that play a role in the development of obesity. We understand this at Fridays and that's why we make sure to order labs and specific medications that work with you and your biology.
0: We're revolutionizing weight management, steering clear of weight loss fads, and embracing a scientifically driven approach. Our program charts a path to a healthier you, leveraging evidence-based treatments, nutritional support, and a team of specialized clinicians dedicated to guiding you towards optimal health. We ensure swift appointment scheduling and provide a knowledgeable insurance team for handling prior authorizations for GLP-1 medication. Fridays will also provide safe, compounded GLP-1 medication alternatives with fair and industry-leading pricing. Our eligibility quiz will match you with the provider that corresponds with your medical needs. Go to joinfridays.com to begin your journey to a healthier you today
2: to restrictive weight loss methods and hello to IVIM, the number one prescriber of GLP-1 medications. GLP-1s curb cravings, stabilize blood sugar, increase energy, and balance A1C levels to regulate your body and kickstart your weight loss journey. Iveme is committed to making medical weight loss accessible, affordable, and customized because we believe that's how it should be. Sign up for free and get 20% off our accessibility programs. Producing Peptide Vite, it's
3: the first daily natural vitamin to help support a reduction in the major side effects of GLP-1s. Peptide Vite supports fatigue, nausea, GI side effects, and promotes better metabolism. It is third-party tested, made in the USA in an FDA-certified facility. Peptide Vite is a game game changer all-in-one daily supplement pharmacist and physician formulated to be safe and effective use code plus20 for 20% off at zennutrients.com
2: say goodbye to restrictive weight loss methods and hello to ivim the number one prescriber of glp1 medications glp ones curb cravings, stabilize blood sugar, increase energy, and balance A1C levels to regulate your body and kickstart your weight loss journey. iVeam is committed to making medical weight loss accessible, affordable, and customized because we believe that's how it should be. Sign up for free and get 20% off our accessibility programs. Ready?
4: Welcome, welcome to the Blessed
2: Size Podcast.
3: Today. Dearly beloved. <laughs> <We're> speaking to gathered
0: <laughs> yeah, here today.
3: <laughs>
0: if you're if you're watching us on the YouTubes, you will see that I look a little crazy because one of our listeners sent us some new audio equipment, which is awesome. So that we Yay, could update our sound, you know, because we've been scrappy as hell, you know, and now and now we're a little fancy. We're a little fancy. We're growing like it. We're growing a lot really fast. (laughs) It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, In a good way. We want to help more people do more things. That is the goal. Now, of course, I'm talking to you as if you know me, but you may not. Uh, so my name is Kim Carlos and this is the Plus Size Podcast Yay. and this is Kat and Janine and we're going to go into it in a little bit, but if it's the first time that you've come here, a little bit about where this came from. So the Plus Sides Podcast was born out of a TikTok community that focuses on basically treating obesity and related diseases as a disease medically with medicine. I know it's crazy to think but it's true. So this, is, <laughs> this has taken a lot of getting used to this whole mic. <laughs> anyway, so, oh but it is, that's all we know. So we talk about things like um, GLP-1s. So like Manjaro, Ozempic, Wagovi, Saxenda, Victoza, and these different medications and how they treat these diseases and how people are on basically an insulin resistant spectrum and why these medications work. And we bring on a lot of doctors to help us, um, you know, really understand why these things are, are treating you know, these issues we've had for a long time and why we're able to get our lives back. Uh, And today is a very special episode because we have three doctors with us, um, obesity specialists, which is awesome. And we're going to talk about the disease of obesity. We're going to talk about these medications. And the biggest thing we're going to talk about is what is (laughs) GLP-1 compounding? Yes, because we know that that is a very big issue in our community, outside of our community. Right is not understanding compound medications.
5: And energy, a lot of I mean, people,
0: yeah, you are. Can you guys hear me? Because like I'm, that's I
5: know. Singing the song. That's well, why. We said it at the same time, we were like, oh, <laughs> right on cue. It's like controversy. controversy
6: controversy (laughs) Uh, anyway oh my gosh mm -hmm. what am i gonna do with you guys
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, it is very
4: controversial (laughs) excellent point it's an excellent point
0: yeah because a lot of people don't know about compounding what it is what it means all the things all the five w's um and sometimes how or why or whatever it is (laughs) you know so we're gonna talk about that today because um And I think the girls will agree with me. We are definitely in our community seeing us in a crisis. A lot of people have taken this medication, have seen it change their lives. And because of savings cards and the affordability and accessibility, like with shortages of this medication, people don't want to get sick again you know, or go back to the way they were and have their disease continue to progress. Um, and so they need access to medications and they have diseases and disorders and they should have that with doctor oversight. And we need to talk about what that is because there are a lot of scams out there. There are a lot of unsafe compounding, things that you don't want to do in best practices. And we need to know what that is. And so we've got some doctors that are willing to come forward and say, hey, listen, we're going to put our stake in the ground. And we're going to tell you what equals safe, what equals sketch. Like we need to know these things because this gray area is just not okay.
1: Because we're talking about
0: lives here. We're talking about lives. So that's what we're going to do today. Now that I just like laid some heavy shit on (laughs) you. Sorry for little ears. Let's go talk about Janine. Hey, Janine. What's up? How'd you doing? Hey, how how are you? Do your
5: intro. Do your intro. What's up? <laughs> oh well, uh hey, I am the JNT. I'm Journey. Uh yes, the because the world can only take one. The world can only take one of me. But uh I am currently on Mount Jaro and I just crossed my 6 month anniversary of being Huzzah. on Mount Jaro. I can't believe it. Yay! Uh and I'm a type two diabetic as well as I have an autoimmune disease, uh Sjogren's syndrome. So, and I suffered from, and I still suffer from obesity. It's just being treated now as well as my type two diabetes. And as an adipotence, we didn't even realize that Mount Jaro would be treat, would help with the side effects of Sjogren's yeah. syndrome. So that's me and I'm, I'm a flight attendant too. So I fly around that's the right. world. That's yeah. right.
0: And next time you've got to bring your great. Delta Barbie, that's it, that's a rule. Gotta have the Delta the Barbie. Way. Every time we talk about this, it's like you're scared to go I, in your basement. I'm so confused. I,
5: I, n- we, no, but but I mean, you know, Delta Barbie is like so so precious. And oh, okay. I'll bring my other Barbies because you all know that I'm like utterly obsessed with Barbie. Utterly,
0: Janine. I want Delta Barbie. <laughs> anyway, I digress. <laughs> I,
5: I, I want to I'll see her so bad she Barbie. has
0: to.
6: I'll bring
5: Delta <laughs> Barbie.
6: Okay, That's thank funny. you. That makes <laughs> me start doing right. inventory. Like I don't have Barbies, but I have Funko Pop dolls. I'm gonna get my husband Sanford and son Fred Sanford and Lamont. I'll bring them out. <laughs> I mean, yeah,
0: I'm not all. even following so much, but you know, it, it, might be good.
6: <laughs> Janice, so. yeah, you, you listen, I'm a, I guess I'm an elder general Zer, but you're, my dad used to watch Sanford and Son every, every night when we got home from work. So anyway, you listen, know, Kat, okay, you're
0: older than me. You're a solid X.
5: <laughs> I am. I must Sanford be an elder general Xer.
0: Sanford's
5: was fun. a staple though. Sanford and Son was a staple. I never really watched it until I got older. I didn't watch Cooley High until like ten years ago. Don't mm-hmm. judge me. No.
4: Oh my gosh! So, I'm really <laughs> into the
6: Funko
5: Pop dolls, and yeah, my
6: husband spent. I bought. All right, got well, I'm gonna buy, have to see it. Get, you have okay. Yeah. Doll but time
0: I, with the plus sides. It's happening on the next episode. Mm-hmm. Please show up. It'll be big yep. deal. Episode twenty. And
6: it, I, just, I don't know I who's coming on say, yet. Say, my husband spent extra money to find Lamont. You could not find Lamont, but I got <laughs> Fred Sanford. And Lamont is oh, okay. very hard to find.
4: Lamont oh, is goodness. Fred Sanford's
6: son in the in the TV show. Anyway, yes. right? Okay, okay. As we used to say in the '90s, make it a blockbuster night, Kim. <laughs> oh <Yeah>. my goodness. <laughs> Block, Blockbuster. Block,
5: Blockbuster was the move on Friday nights. Like yeah. it was like yeah. Club Blockbuster because yeah, if you yeah. were cool and you had a block, if your family had a Blockbuster membership, yeah, you could tell too, me if nothing. you were cool.
6: I don't know if you it were even cool. cool back then, though, JT. I don't know. I need to go find it. <laughs>
5: Look.
6: But anyway, all right, all right. I don't want right, to. All right, we've got it. Yes, yes. yes. Very we do. We have some some great professionals waiting on us. Hi, I'm oh Kat. God, I'm Kat, Carter, I'm Kat Carter at Kat Carter7 on TikTok. Um Kim, you mentioned butt this stuff in the beginning. But stuff. I have not done it yet this week, but just you wait. Um, yeah. um butt stuff with cat. Anyway, listen, I have the ADD real strong. So um, <laughs> but Kim mentioned, hey, thank you for the for the the followers, our listeners. And yes, we want to thank I just want to take a moment to thank Everybody, everybody, all these, these ladies here, I'm doing it yes, up here dearly beloved. Um, and, all, dearly beloved. <laughs> and also all the, you know, the doctors, professionals, experts, mm-hmm. uh, our community members, everybody that comes to the show. Yes. Um, We would not have a show. We would not have a podcast. We would not nope. be exciting if yes. it weren't for them. So yes,
0: yes, absolutely. It's community driven. That is for sure. Thank okay. For so yes, thank you to the community. And this is a service for the community. Yes, by the community. Thank you. So this is great. Okay, cool. So we're going to move on. So as I mentioned earlier, we're going to be talking about compound today. So I'm going to invite in our special guests. Okay. Everybody hang tight. We're going to go one at a time. Bam. There's one. There's one. (laughs) Uh, Bam. There's two. It's Dr. Dr. Rosen. Rosen. (laughs) Bam. There's three. Dr. Adam Ripley. (laughs) Ripley. (laughs) Welcome to our scrappy podcast. How are you guys? (laughs)
4: Good.
0: Good. Good. Well, we're going to definitely do a panel today, but it's meant to be an open discussion. Um, We want to learn, uh, the girls and I want to learn, and I know our community Mm -hmm. is just starving for knowledge on this area. So anything we can do to help guide people would be really great. So if we ask a question, you guys want to jump in, you have a differing opinion, that's great. Honestly, different perspectives here are really important because people need as much information as possible from different points of view. Right. So they can make an educated decision, especially about something that has to do with their lives. OK, so uh, we'll get started. But I would like to kind of do a round robin so you guys can introduce yourself for those that maybe don't follow you or don't know you. Um, so um, how about we just start from here over? So we'll say, hey, Dr. Myra, <laughs> Dr. Myra. Tell us all sure. about
4: you. It's nice to meet you guys again. Um, <laughs> live. I was on here a couple months ago, but thanks for bringing me back. Um, yeah, I run Join Mochi, um, which is telehealth obesity medicine practice. So. Yes, great.
0: So excited yeah. to have you and Dr. Rosen. <laughs> Tell us about you.
7: So great to be back with you, ladies. Yes. Um, I am Dr. Daniel Rosen. I am a bariatric surgeon. I've helped been helping people. Manage and control their obesity and diabetes for almost twenty years now, believe it or not. Oh, um, wow. And we're just real happy to be here.
0: Yeah, well, we're excited to have yeah. you. Thank you, yes, Doctor Ripley. Tell us about you. Yeah, <laughs> You're plus for, sides. You haven't been yeah, here yet.
7: Nope, I haven't been
8: Welcome here. Thanks the for the <laughs> yeah, Thank you. Thanks for the invite. Uh, yeah, yeah. Doctor Adam Ripley. I'm a PharmD uh, pharmacist with Aquita Pharmacy. We do sterile and non-sterile compounding in all 50 states and uh, jumping on with Dr. Meyer, the consulting pharmacist with Mochi, advising on pretty much everything pharmacy from oversights to compounds to regulation to whatever questions come up. Awesome. Oh, wonderful! Oh,
0: this is going to be a great, great. Oh, show. we're going to learn yeah. so much. I'm oh, this so is right going in. to
5: be good. And can I just yes. say, I've been, I've been nerding out for the past week about this. Like, this is the highlight of my week.
0: <laughs> we really do. I think it's really what's so crazy about like this medication. And we talk about it a lot, obviously, um, is the reason we're so obsessed about it, and we want to know so much about it. it fascinates it so much because it changed our yeah. lives. You know, like when you're when you're sick, your whole life. And then the things that you struggle with get turned off just like that. Yeah. It's impossible not to think about it and be excited every single day. Like it's, just, am, it's absolutely it's, fascinating. It's just fascinating. Yeah. And it's just, what else could I do with my brain now that it is not just completely consumed without thinking about food? And you know what the answer is? We start a podcast. We help our community. We help people. Yeah, You know? Like, it's amazing. Like, what you going to do when you make people better? Like, this is the kind of stuff that happens, you know? So this that's is, why. Yeah. This, this is, this, why. is
5: a, this is amazing. And can I just say, from a type 2 diabetic this is the only medication that has worked to lower my A1C. This, this is really the good. Only med.
0: The only one. Yes. Yeah. Well, we are so happy. Um, so, yeah. So let's get started. Um, I think that we should assume that people know nothing um, and start with deciding what a compound is, um, what compound GLP-1s are, because I don't think they'd be watching this if they didn't know what a GLP-1 is. But maybe we Maybe we explain that a little bit first. You know what? We will. Dr. Rosen, (laughs) you have had a couple of videos I know specifically about what GLP-1s are and how they work. Mm -hmm. Could you give us a general overview to start and then we'll dig a little bit deeper?
7: For sure, so GLP-1s are a um, class of hormones that are released physiologically in the end of the intestines. They are a evolutionary adaptation to prevent people from losing calories. Calories historically, evolutionarily, were at a premium and they were hard to come by. And when you would get a large calorie load, there would be a big kill or something like that. And you would have all this food to eat. And of course, there's no refrigeration. So you would eat as much as you can, but you can overwhelm the GI tract in terms of processing and absorbing those nutrients and calories. So the intestines developed the trick to stop you from eating once you've hit that limit of overwhelming the system from a um metabolic perspective so as food reaches the end of the intestines special cells called l cells produce glp1 and that glp1 enters the bloodstream and starts to impact both the brain and the rest of the gi tract for the gi tract it slows things down to prevent things from sort of being pushed through and in your brain, it can create a sensation of being like so full. If you eat anything else, you'll vomit. Yeah. You know, that's totally a brain creation. It's a fallacy. It's a myth. Joey Chestnut, the hot dog eating champion. Yeah. Says fullness is a state of mind to be pushed through. Wow. And that couldn't wow. be more true because so it's strange. just the brain tricking you into thinking like there's food here. There is no food there. Yeah. It's just. That's the way your brain gets your mouth to stop having more food put into it. And Mm -hmm. so another term for it is the ileal break because the end of the intestines is the ileum. And GLP-1 eventually was identified actually following bariatric surgery research because it was these rapid fullness and improvement in diabetes that people saw after gastric bypass before they even lost any weight, totally independent of weight loss. Because when you reroute the intestines, the food sort of gets to the end really quick because it's starting in the middle instead of starting at the beginning. And they identified these hormones that were spiked called GLP one. And then of course the pharmaceutical companies came in and began to (laughs) synthesize and produce them, market them and sell them. Of course. (laughs) And it's a revolution. We never saw, weight loss medications, like the GLP-1 class of medications, originally targeted at um, diabetes management and with weight loss as a side effect. And as these medications have gone through different iterations, they have gotten better and better, I think specifically from a weight loss perspective. And it seems that the weight loss achieved for non-diabetics can be even greater than what we're seeing for diabetics. And now they've been of course, branded and marketed directly as an obesity treatment.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, uh, you know, all the girls and I all take um, Minjaro, which we know is hopefully (coughs) going to be FDA approved in the fourth quarter of this year um, for obesity. So we hope that's the case. But um, that's another another conversation about off-label use. We'll have that for another day. Um, But that was a really good answer. I want to make sure that uh, the other doctors didn't want to join in and share anything, a different perspective, or how they want to explain it. New?
4: Honestly, that was extremely thorough. (laughs) I thought it was too. I thought it was too, but I just wanted to make sure you were
0: okay with it too. Okay, good. I thought it was super good too. Um, Okay, so next question is We know that there are some people, and people who are watching probably do too, that are unable to get their medication either because of accessibility or affordability. And there are what we call compound options. Now, there's a lot of stuff about what is a compound and what's it made of. And we're going to dig into that a little bit more. But if you could just give us like a general answer, maybe we start with um, Doctor Doctor Adam Ripley. If you could tell us like what is a compound medication?
8: So a compound drug or a compound, for short, is basically where you put two things together and you make something new out of it. Uh, it's it's really about that simple. Um, or two or more things. I mean, you can you can take two things, or you can take three or four or five drugs and and put them together, and you make a compounded drug product. Um. In, in that fashion. So it, it's really just, uh, it pretty much is, is that simple, just bringing those things together and creating something new.
0: Okay. Um, when people are choosing to have a compound pharmacy or use a compound pharmacy, um, I and I think a lot of times we, we at least we here in our community, especially from our doctors, like start going through a doctor don't just go directly to a pharmacy because you need like a doctor's care um so i'd love to know like dr myra like did you tell us like what kind of blood work do you want to have done before you're going to be starting like on a glp1 medication
4: sure um i think for our patients we ask everyone for pcp information just because We're really an adjunct to your PCP. Your PCP should still be doing all of your regular blood work for all of your other medical conditions. Mm -hmm. Um, For our patients, we check um, A1C, which is basically an indicator for insulin resistance and a screening tool for prediabetes or diabetes. Um, We check thyroid labs, which is TSH, basically to check for any hypothyroidism that might be leading to weight gain. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we check creatinine to make sure that your kidney function is normal before we start anybody on a GLP-1 because you might have an adjusted dosing schedule with that. And then a lipid panel just to check for cholesterol. Um, that's also a really helpful tool for as you lose weight to recheck because you might see an improvement in labs before you're seeing a ton of weight change. So,
0: Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. Um, Kat, Great I think question. Your, your question is I do. Assessed.
6: So why are compounds so much cheaper? Um and also adding into that, how cheap is too cheap? <laughs> and where should we look yeah. for these red flags? So that's a good that's a good one to think
8: Yeah. Of.
6: And I would assume that maybe um Dr. Ripley, Dr. Myra, or any any one of you, but I would assume Dr. Ripley, you probably have the the most thorough answers there.
8: <laughs> well, it it it's kind of it has a lot of layers to it, I guess. You you're you kind of look at uh why you know, maybe backing up a little bit and, and maybe thinking about why are the pharmaceutical products so expensive? Maybe not why the mm-hmm. compounded right. ones are so cheap, but maybe backing up a little bit and looking from the pharmaceutical product. You know, in general, pharmaceutical companies uh, apply for and get a patent on uh, a medication, mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. is X number of years long, you know, 10, 15, 20, depending on, on the patent and how, how they, when they get it and that kind of thing. Um, and it basically, it, 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 we have a free market and they can charge what they want to based on the demand um, that that's out there. A lot of times what insurance companies will pay for it, what the what the what the population will pay for it. They And they back in a lot of their uh, development costs over the years, a lot of their research, a lot of their um, developments that might. I've gotten to the market, you know a lot of those things are layered in and rolled into the costs of you know a okay. drug, and then they've got um what they would say you know let's say maybe once the patent is out there, you know they might have maybe a ten year window of, they would call it a small window to recoup a lot of that investment that they've put in, so you know, they would argue that you know we're 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 paying for the research and we're recouping our costs, and we're making a profit so that we can kick it down the road for the next big thing to come out. So
6: right. you
8: know, a, a lot of free market forces, a lot of research, a lot of things like that on why like the pharmaceutical product products are so expensive. So on yeah. you know, the flip side, when you look at a compounded product, you know, compounding pharmacies don't have that layer or extra layers of uh, research and years and years of, of uh, overhead costs and uh, research and development rolled in. You know, compounding pharmacies. You know, you know, for the most part, you know, really base their their pricing on what what the material costs, what their overhead is, you know, uh, what what the employees' time, you know, pharmacists, technicians, you know, employee time, cost of goods, cost of compliance. You know, a really smaller overhead number when you start looking at an overall uh, product piece. So. Um, is it the, it. for the most part, a lot of the drug products themselves aren't that expensive. Um, a lot of it is in the labor of putting it together, the compliance to make sure that it's safe, it's yeah. accurate. Um, mm-hmm. and then, so that's what I think where you get, um, a, a lot of the, the cost and the price difference between say something that's compounded and then a, a larger pharmaceutical brand name product that's on the market today.
6: Gotcha. 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 And so what would be... I guess it may be a red flag of how cheap would too cheap be.
0: Um,
8: I,
6: yeah,
0: I Like if yeah, you hear think, someone saying a hundred dollars, like, is that scary?
8: Well, I, I, think, uh,
6: yeah. that
0: would, I probably mean probably the
8: same old adage. You add, if it's too good to be true, it probably is. Yeah, um, perfect. Yep. So, you know, if you're, if, yeah, if, if, if it's somebody's advertising it for 30 bucks or, you know, 90 bucks, or if you think it's too good to be true, there's probably something, Behind it, there's more to that story. So um, yeah. if, if you think it's too cheap, you're probably right. It probably is too cheap. Yeah.
4: Yeah. It's, yeah. It,
8: it, it, yeah. Hard to put a, a hard number on it, but yeah. I think you, you got to put that, yeah. you got to have the smell test, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> smell test, yeah.
6: Totally agree. And building onto that, so we're, on the what, we're, what I'm seeing on TikTok with our, some of our users is the, the reconstitution and the safety of doing it at home. Um, is it safe to do it? I know, right? <laughs> this is for all you all cutting out. Yeah, just chime yeah. in. Is it safe to do it at home? Is it, and also, you know. Still I, know I have a
7: major fun. problem Actually, with this. Let's all right, you get gonna, to answer I'm it. I'm just going to jump it. in on this one because like, <laughs> yeah,
0: thanks, <Dr>. this <laughs> is
7: crazy <laughs> to me. You're crazy. Listening, you can hear like Dr. the notion eye-rolling. of a patient taking a powdered version of a medication and doing their own dilution in order to come up with potentially the the recommended concentration presuming they don't screw this up and we have patients i'm sure dr myra would agree with me we have patients that make dosing mistakes all the time you have patients that get sent the wrong medication so they give themselves a 15 milligram dose instead of a 2.5 milligram dose and they're vomiting for three days need to be in the mm. emergency room for hydration and, and that's without them mixing it you have patients who who dose themselves instead of 50 milligrams they dose themselves 0. 0.5 milligrams you know or instead of 50 units they dose themselves 0. 0.5 units because oh 50 units is 0. 0.5 ml so they may give themselves like the tiniest sliver of medication in a, in a insulin syringe and then wonder why it isn't working. Yeah, And so that's without mixing it themselves. So, so the idea that a patient would be injecting sterile water or sodium chloride into a vial of powder and mixing it up, that's a complicated thing for me to do myself and that and that's something i would do let's say for botox botox comes in a powdered yeah. form and has to be reconstituted in the doctor's office mm-hmm. I, I think it's really um dangerous for yeah. patients to be their own pharmacist in essence yeah um and do that that diluting i think it will either result in a number of people getting too little medication or a number number of people getting too much medication. It what about the sterility
0: to, of it? Like, what if, in terms of like doing it at home? I, I mean, I've heard different things. That, I'm not sure if that's valid,
7: but presuming that they're providing a vial of sterile saline or or sterile yeah. water, and they, you know, and are using a sterile syringe, I don't think the sterility is is as big of an issue. Mm-hmm. I just think the the possibility of ed- errors is is yeah. much higher, and I think that it speaks to like if you're getting a vial of just powder, and I, I know people do it, but I don't know who does it. So if yeah. someone does do this and they want to chime in, I'm perfectly yeah. happy to hear that perspective. But it speaks to a system that isn't really being thought out from a patient-friendly perspective. Uh, I think these medications should be provided individually, meaning like your name should be on the vial. Mm-hmm. And your dose should be on the vial. And the concentration mm-hmm. of that medication in milligrams per ml should be on that vial. And the dosing instructions, 0. 0.5 ml subcutaneously weekly, right. should be on the right. vial. Yeah. And, if you, yeah. and if you're not getting all those things, then I think you need to look at who's providing your stuff yeah. and have a high degree of suspicion and concern. So it should
0: be like what it is when you go to the pharmacy and you have a script. Cause all those things yeah. are usually on your, on your script, right. is your name, right, the ID right. and all of those things you just mentioned. Okay. Yep. So, and I yeah, and I would, I mean, I, I and, I
7: would just,
8: and I think it's somebody who's compounded stuff in a sterile environment for 10, mm-hmm. 12 plus years. I I think sterility is an important issue. Um, I think it from, cause you never know uh, how, what environment people are, are, doing this, uh, reconstitution in, uh, yeah. Are they using sterile pot? Are, are they reconstituting something, putting it in the fridge and pulling two or three doses out of it over a month? What yeah. are they introducing into the vial? Um, yeah. you know, fr- from a, yeah, you know, if you're going to do it at a, from a, maybe a one-time deal and you got a, you got sterile water and you, you got the alcohol swabs and you're, you're, uh, doing it pretty carefully at home. Yeah, I would agree probably sterility might not be that big of an issue. But okay. I think as you start to layer on the complexity, it, you know, are you getting multiple doses out of the vial? Um, you know, where, you know, wh- where are you doing it in the home, you know, from, a, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. pets, kids, yeah. um, you know, PCs yeah. and you know, cats litter everywhere. You, you just start yeah. layering right. in the the issues, and then if you're putting it in a vial and you're just allowing it to sit there and fester over a, a week or a month, yeah, yeah, then, then I think you start to look at you know you know what issues could you run into you know uh, over a longer period of time.
6: Yeah, that's quite. That's quite awesome. dangerous. It, it's it's unrelated, but it made me think of this. So, my husband recently had a pituitary tumor, and they had he had surgery to haven't removed. And one of his doctors told him a, a, a horror story of somebody. So, after you have a pituitary tumor removed, you have to wash your sinuses out um, with uh, distilled sterile mm-hmm. water and um, some solution. And they told him there was a man. I don't know what state it was, but he used tap water, and he Ooh. passed away because um, something grew in his head. So
0: oh my gosh,
6: it's water. real, real, don't, don't mix your stuff at all.
7: <laughs> With tap water. Yeah. And, and, and people,
5: tap water.
6: Yeah, yeah, tap water real and, tap water.
8: and you know, pe- pe- people are cheap. They'll keep using the same syringes over and over and you know, yeah. just, you, you start layering in risks that just don't need to be there.
6: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. That makes sense. Don't do it. Yeah. We want you to be here and alive. Yes, <laughs> no, please.
7: Skinny and dead. Yeah. That doesn't help. <laughs> no, no, like
0: the whole point is to get better. Exactly. Let's not get worse. Let's not get worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, right. um, go go
6: ahead, well, to add into that, um, I know we had another, a, little, a little extra to the question, is it better to have your prescriptions for the compound, like either have it shipped or just pick it up? Is there really a big difference with the safety in that as well?
8: I think it, I think it depends on how it's sh- I mean, shipping is great. Uh, shipping works. It just depends on you know, how it's shipped. Uh, is it shipped appropriately? Um, If it's if it needs to be shipped refrigerated in a refrigerated temperature, are you getting it at a refrigerated temperature? Uh, Heat degrades um, these type of drugs, these peptides, uh, proteins really quickly. So if it gets if you're out in Arizona and it sits out in the UPS truck all day long in a solution Mm -hmm. and it gets hot, you you start worrying about potency. Uh, So it, it, it I don't think it's necessarily is shipping better than picking up. I think it's the matter of how it's how it's delivered and is it shipped correctly and is it being stored correctly and are you receiving it in a manner in which it should have been stored and that right. there's not, and how long did it take it to get, did it come overnight? Did it come today? Did it go out to Arizona and then come back to South Carolina and then go back to Missouri? And you you, yeah. you, you start to worry about, you know, exposure to temperatures and uh, potency and that kind of stuff. So I think it's more important about how than how it's delivered rather than the the manner in which you pick it up.
4: And yeah. what about and, if it no. should
0: come from your doctor or if it should come from, God forbid, like I'm sorry, but like a day spa, I mean not a day spa, like a med spa or like a weight loss clinic. Like, I mean, in terms of like buying it there versus like how again, like Dr. Rose was saying, like specifically it being from you, should it always is it a best practice for it to come directly from the ph- compound pharmacy? I hear lots of different things. I'm not sure. Yeah.
7: Well, we in my practice, uh, we do a lot of shipping. Shipping is great because, Mm -hmm. you know, again, I agree with Dr. Ripley. It's based on how it's packaged, the reliability of the delivery. Um, It's all about access from my perspective. And if you can get medications easier, reliably, through a shipping process, I'm Mm -hmm. all for it. We also Mm -hmm. have medications that we give to patients in our office. Um, And the situation might be that someone, you know, is very motivated to start the medication in the moment. We would order that medication, but we would offer them the opportunity to start the medication um, in the office. And that's me writing a one-time prescription and then filling it out of uh, product that we have in the office. And the point is, as compared to, say, a med spa, Mm -hmm. I'm the doctor. I'm administering the medication. And I think when you look at, social media promotions and med spas trying to Mm -hmm. capitalize on the glp1 craze you are dealing with um healthcare environments that get uncomfortably sketchy and you really as a rule of thumb i would say if you can't at a minimum google the name of the doctor who will, in the end, be the person responsible for your care, be the supervisor of your care, and can't have a conversation with that clinician. And, of course, it doesn't need to be a doctor. It can be a a PA or an NP. But if you can't have a conversation with that clinician who is overseeing your health care and administering these medications and prescribing these medications in order to have your questions answered, And in order to report complications or negative reactions, these medications and seek advice and care, then Mm -hmm. I think you're exposing yourself to problems. And that for me is a big red flag. If you can't identify, who is the healthcare provider, not just someone working at a med spa. And even if it's a a nurse or an MA, I think you have to, be able to identify who is the healthcare provider who is ultimately taking responsibility for your care.
0: Right.
4: Yeah. Right. Totally.
7: I know med spa directors who don't set foot in the med spa ever.
3: Yeah.
4: Oh, Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think ultimately, if you were getting a prescription, it should be coming either directly from the pharmacy and you know the pharmacy that you are getting it from, or the provider's office has their own in-office stock from a pharmacy that was, I mean, they ordered it mm-hmm. from the pharmacy and they're the one administering. But mm-hmm. pharmacies have just so much more oversight in this space that, like, yeah. I-, I think that no. it's, it's an extra layer of safety that you know that there is a board of pharmacy that is that is really checking, placing checks and balancing on this. So. Yeah. Right.
5: Yeah. And, and, when when you all were, did, when we were talking about the like delivery method of compound medications, is it best to have them sent shipped overnight, or is there like a maximum shipping time frame that you all will ship? Because we're seeing on TikTok and other social media platforms where they're receiving their compound medication overnight and then like their unboxing videos
8: yeah I, I would say that the standard is probably overnight you know, that that's a that's probably a pretty good rule of thumb but you know, also it depends on you know what what dosing form you know what are you getting is it an injectable does it need to be stored in the refrigerator uh, yeah. is it a shelf stable um, you know liquid or a tablet or you know whatever it is um, it I think probably at a minimum definitely uh, no more than you know a, a two day kind of FedEx or two day kind of delivery. If there's yeah. some temperature control in the box, if there's um, you know some um, you know, particularly in the hotter months and but not necessarily just the hotter months. But you know mm-hmm. in the hotter months, it, it, are there ice packs in there? Are there is it able to be temperature controlled uh, from a from a delivery perspective? Anything much over that, particularly if it's an injectable drug. Uh, overnight's probably uh, the way to go much over a day or two. um, Even some of your best shipping at that point, probably is not going to keep it at a really good consistent temperature. So um, that that would be
7: what I would think. And I would add on to that just because it comes five days later, you know, or seven days after your visit with the physician doesn't mean it took a week to get there. There's like Mm. processing times, and, oh yeah,
0: good point. So know, like when it actually ships is what you want to be looking for. Is the date it's gone? Yeah, not yeah. when the label created, but when it's would gone. Be
7: standard. Yeah.
8: Okay. yeah. And and a, and a lot of and a lot of the good pharmacies will kind of keep you updated throughout the process of when your prescription was in, okay. where it's being processed. You'll get a shipping notification of when it's going out. So you know maybe Doctor Rosen had written the prescription two days ago or three days ago, but it would ship out tomorrow. You would, uh, a lot. You should be working with places where you're getting those notifications along the way, so that you're 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 in the loop on how it's being processed and uh, how where it is in the workflow, if you will, and that you get the tracking when when it gets shipped, so you know that hey, it got shipped out yesterday, and I'm expecting it tomorrow. Uh, so your your really good ones should keep you that much in the loop on the on the workflow from start to finish. Okay.
5: Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, that and. Thank you all for that, and I we're, we're still on the actual pharmacies, and uh, Doctor Myra touched on it, but I guess my question, and I have like, it's a three parter, but I'll just do one <laughs> at a time. <laughs> but uh, are compound pharmacies regulated, and by who are they regulated, and like how do you define regulated? I think that's
8: a that's an excellent no, question because because i think a lot i think there's a lot of misinformation out there you know, and um it, it pharmacy in general is probably one of the most regulated professions in healthcare. Uh, if, if if you look at it from top to bottom and then compounding pharmacy when done correctly and done the right way has even more layers than your traditional pharmacy does so just kind of a a, a quick kind of layout of it so you know all pharmacies are required to be licensed in the state where they reside so if you're in north carolina or california you're required to be licensed in that state by that state board of pharmacy Um, and then in each state that they practice in or ship to or uh, do business in they are licensed in each one of those states as well from a pharmacy perspective so
6: um,
8: when you look at a compounding pharmacy Compounding pharmacies uh, are guided kind of internally by their standard operating procedures, uh, their SOPs, which they are are put together and are um, kind of dictate what they do and have systems that they follow on a daily basis. Um, They're registered, they're licensed by their individual state board of pharmacy. Um, They also must be registered in any state that they ship to. Uh, They can and are inspected by the FDA. Uh, so you've got that state level and then you've got that federal level of supervision of regulatory authority. Uh, the FDA didn't used to go into as many compounding pharmacies as they do now. But a lot of times what you'll see on state inspections uh, is the state board uh, inspector will come in with one or two FDA inspectors and they'll do joint inspections. Uh, but the FDA has every right to come into a compounding pharmacy and regulate um, and making sure that they're following the uh, standards that are set up from a federal level on a state level. Uh, and then in addition to that, you've got USP standards, which are your compounding standards for non-sterile and sterile and how things are done, how things are sterilized, how things are compounded. Then you've got your accreditation bodies, your PCABs, your NABPs. Uh, so you've got a lot of different layers there of uh, you know, regulatory oversight, and just kind of daily good practices on a compounding pharmacy. So there's a lot of layers there, and a lot of regulatory um, oversight, really from the, the the state to the federal level. And then you've got uh, kind of a newer pharmacy designation, uh, which is a kind of a, which is which is called a 503B, which it, a 503B compounding pharmacy. And those pharmacies uh, are a little bit more regulated and inspected more frequently by the FDA. It's not necessarily a state board uh, type situation. It's more of an FDA uh, one type um, pharmacy designation. Um, and they're treated a little bit more similar to a pharmaceutical uh, company than they are a standard compounding pharmacy. And those 503 B's are the ones that would ship directly to the physician's offices for office use medications. Um uh, as opposed to a lot of your other compounding pharmacies, which are a different designation, they need a a particular script for a specific patient to send to that specific patient. So they're very patient specific that way.
5: Wow. Okay.
0: Time for a change rooted in lasting evidence-packed wellness. Say goodbye to unsustainable diet culture with Friday's weight management program a nationwide virtual care platform built to address your biology.
1: The reason why I started Fridays is that I noticed that patients with obesity are often improperly treated and told to eat less and move more. Well, the science is in, and we now know that obesity is a chronic medical condition like high blood pressure and diabetes and that there are many factors, including your genetics, that play a role in the development of obesity. We understand this at Fridays, and that's why we make sure to order labs and specific medications that work with you and your biology.
0: We're revolutionizing weight management, steering clear of weight loss fads, and embracing a scientifically driven approach. Our program charts a path to a healthier you, leveraging evidence-based treatments, nutritional support, and a team of specialized clinicians dedicated to guiding you towards optimal health. We ensure swift appointment scheduling and provide a knowledgeable insurance team for handling prior authorizations for GLP-1 medication. Fridays will also provide safe, compounded GLP-1 medication alternatives with fair and industry-leading pricing. Our eligibility quiz will match you with the provider that corresponds with your medical needs. Go to joinfridays.com
3: to begin your journey to a healthier you today. Peptide Vite. It's the first daily natural vitamin to help support a reduction in the major side effects of GLP-1s. Peptide Vite supports fatigue, nausea, GI side effects and promotes better metabolism. It is third-party tested, made in the USA in a FDA certified facility. Peptide Vite is a game-changer all-in-one daily supplement, pharmacist and physician formulated to be safe and effective. Use code plus20 for 20% off at zennutrients.com.
0: Are you interested in understanding GOP-1 medications like Ozempic, Wegovy, or Manjaro? Then join us on The Plus Sides, Cracking the Obesity Code, the groundbreaking podcast helping people change their lives one episode at a time. The Plus Sides podcast is a disruptor. We're breaking down barriers, smashing stereotypes, and sharing inspiring stories that'll leave you feeling informed and empowered. Join us every week to learn from doctors who are specialists around GLP-1 medications like Wegovy, or Manjaro. They'll provide you with science and facts to validate these incredible stories. But that's not all. We'll also bring you the voices of the GLP-1 Manjaro TikTok community, real people who face the challenges of obesity-related diseases and disorders, and discovered the incredible plus sides of GLP-1 medications. Our episodes are filled with heartwarming stories, laughter, and moments of trauma. You'll connect with our amazing community members who are reclaiming their health and experiencing their fullest lives. Are you ready to embark on a journey of discovery and empowerment? Tune in to The Plus Sides, Cracking the Obesity Code, and together we'll change the narrative around obesity and end the stigma. Subscribe now on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform and join our incredible community. Let's celebrate the Plus Sides of life together. The Plus Sides Podcast, because every story deserves to be heard. Every life deserves to shine, and everyone deserves access to expert knowledge and medication. The Plus Sites Podcast. You're not alone. It's not your fault.